0: What's going on, y'all? This is Mike Brown, and I just wanted to welcome you to this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. While I have your attention, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Also, leave a review, rate it, let people know what you think, let me know what you think. And don't forget, we got a Patreon that you can sign up for for exclusive episodes, and this week... I will be releasing my podcasting course. So be on the lookout for all of that at www.theartoflettinggopodcast.com. dope episodes coming out every week I be trying to stay consistent I don't care what y'all think I be breaking from the socials feelings be too emotional reading the text I wrote to you hoping that I'm still dope to you let's get back in focus to podcasting episodes this week is burning I learned a lot that I didn't know fresh off a divorce he had some shit to express so when he reached out I knew that this show would be the best I try to give him the space that he needed without judgment some feelings I could connect but respect the places i could i'm getting tired of talking so i give y'all the show and if you didn't know it's the art of letting go yeah. yo what up this is mike brown and this is the art of letting go today i have a special guest in the building we don't know each other at all not at all um you reached out to me and you told me you wanted to be on the podcast because oh, you had yeah. a story to tell. Yes, sir. And just in the little amount of time that I've talked to you, mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk to you. Okay. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I feel like you do have a very
1: unique story. But do you mind introducing yourself to the people? Uh, my name is Brennan Weeks. I'm 35, and I am recently divorced. Okay. Okay. How you feeling today? Uh, mixed emotions. Um, Had a productive day at work, uh, but just, you know, uh, the cycle of intrusive thoughts and uh, the uh, added weight of coming on this show. I've had a lot on my mind.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, I appreciate having you here. Thank you, sir.
0: All right. So we have this new segment on the show called Thought of the Week where I just take a moment to meditate and Mm -hmm. record a question that comes to mind. And this is the question that came up for me and I would love if you could respond to it. Something I'm thinking about right now in this very present moment is what makes someone worth investing time. What makes someone worth investing putting in the work?
1: Uh how they make you feel. Okay. How do you feel when you're around them? If you feel good, it's worth your time. And if you don't feel good, you need to examine it. That's real. That's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So,
0: I mean, I guess we might as well just jump into it. Like, right. you know, because I could have bullshitted you with the questions about being a comedian and being a teacher and all that shit. But yep. you sound like you got a lot on your mind. So, man, I just want to know. Uh,
1: so you you are, like, finalizing your divorce. Uh, it is done. Wow. As of August eighth, it was official. Wow. And uh, how long were you married? Uh, fourteen months. Wow. Yep. October of twenty twenty one to we separated December twelfth, twenty twenty two. No, October twenty twenty to December twenty
0: twenty one. Wow. Wow. Um, and I guess I'm just curious, like, like, how do you? Well, well, first, starting out, like, what, what made you want to get married? Like, where, did y'all date prior to getting married? Or, like, how long were y'all
1: dating before getting married? Uh, we dated for 10 months before we got married. Okay, I met her in January of 2020. And uh, it was just off to the races. I met her. And then we basically started spending all of our time together. And by the pandemic, we were already kind of just like living at each other's apartments because it was yeah. all we had to do. And uh, we basically were together most of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that what inspired you to, to marry her? Uh, no. I wanted to make up for cheating on her. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And she went for
0: that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah,
1: that's the so crazy that was, part. That was enough. That's a trip. And, but she eventually just didn't let it go. She kept bringing it back. Yeah. And she wanted to be heard. And I was sorry. I. That's why I wanted to marry. I wanted to make up for it. I wanted to uh, be the man. She thought I was before the cheating, Yeah, you know, because I was doing pretty good. She had no idea I was cheating. Yeah. I did so good at hiding it. (laughs) I'm curious to know what what made you cheat. Um, it was something that I just did, you know, I've, I've, I've done it before in previous relationships and I'll never do it again after this because just the, the horror of her discovering and the shame and guilt that I felt afterwards, yeah, about my actions, uh, I think, has really kind of transformed me as a person. Damn. Um, so were
0: you, were you doing it just because like you could get away with it? Oh like, yeah. Oh damn. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't really like no feeling or no emotion to it. it no, was just...
1: it was just it's just kind of was just like you know you know picking up some pussy at the grocery store, <laughs> you know like. It, to me, it was just like, oh, I'm going to go out for a little bit. I'll be back. And then that's it. Like, Damn. it didn't even occur to me
0: how, how much you, I was hurting How would you get
1: caught, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, no, she violated my boundaries. <laughs> uh, okay. No, she went to my phone, and that was the initial one. Uh, I was coming off of uh, another relationship with an ex uh, when we met, and uh, I broke it off after three years. It was just the same argument over and over again. And then... Um, I met her, like, back-to-back. Back. There was, mm. like, no break. And so I kind of just jumped in a new relationship. And she demanded a lot from me. Yeah. Right? And uh, I wanted to rise to the challenge. And, um, you know, over time, I found pockets in time where I could go and do my own thing. Yeah. And uh, then I realized my, my ex from the previous relationship hit me up and... Uh it was that kind of trope where it's like, Oh, you left this, this and this and so yeah, of course I'm stupid and I go back over there and of course yeah. a, you hook up and then I, I the com the same argument came up and so I was like I'm not doing this shit again and I broke it up. And then I just thought that was that. Yeah. You know, but stupid me, I didn't delete the text, I left the evidence all there. You know. Damn. And I just, you know, you know, the truth always comes to light. And I'm realizing you have to live with integrity. Yeah. You know, there's no other way around it uh, because it's not your truth. It's not your truth if you have secrets. Yeah. You know, it's not your you can't look people in the face. You can't be honest. You can't keep your word if you have all this other stuff in the back of your head. Yeah. And so it's just been the, the past nine months have me just been unpacking as much as i can from this relationship uh, through my art form of comedy writing sketches uh doing shitty little tiktok videos just like whatever <laughs> i need to do to just unload whatever burden i have yeah you know in order to be able to move past it so i've been just trying to let go yeah as much as i can
0: um some, way, you know. something you mentioned that i kind of want to go back to was that you didn't really have any time in between relationships. And I used to be like that, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But is that how you've, like, normally been within relationships? Like, kind of just...
1: Bouncing around? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a serial, monogamish person, right? Where it's like, I like having a person to come home to. I like having the good morning text. I like having the check-in. I like having a scheduled kind of relationship. Yeah. And uh, it's just been you know you uh, you can't as a man we experience scarcity all the time right yeah. if when you're single it's the worst right and so uh for me it's like once somebody wants to pay attention to me a lot mm-hmm. you just kind of dive all in and then do whatever they want you to do you know and i mean especially i, I don't know this gendered fucking conversation i feel like women always have an agenda <laughs> Like, they always have a scheduled time with you, being like, okay, so when are we going to become official? When is it going to be exclusive? I, f-
0: right. I, f- I feel like, and I say that as people in general, because, mm-hmm. you know, I am, I'm gay. Okay. I'm part of the LGBT community, mm-hmm. or whatever label you want to put on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm attracted to men. Mm-hmm. And I find the same thing with men as well. Mm-hmm. But I think my question I wanted to ask you was, uh,
1: is there a fear of being alone?
0: Yes, totally.
1: Yeah. Totally. Where do,
0: you, where do you think that comes from?
1: Um, Because my parents were together for 35 years. Mm. You know, they they were together. Uh, my mom held my dad as he went to the next life. Oh, damn. Sorry to hear right? that. So, I mean, for me, it was like I've always wanted that kind of story. And uh, my parents' marriage was pretty okay. I mean, yeah. my dad worked two jobs, so he didn't have to be at home with us. But, like, you know, like yeah. he provided food. My mom took care of the house. And um, I've always kind of wanted a similar dynamic where it's just they, they knew they needed each other in order to raise a family. Yeah. And, you know, they gave me and my siblings a great life. And I've always wanted to kind of return the favor in my own life, you know. Yeah. And uh, I've struck out in every relationship. And to be honest, I never want it, I don't want kids. And that's another thing. That's a big divisive point. And then it's kind of like, well, why be in a long term relationship if you're not going to do the end result? You but know?
0: I, I don't know if that's the end result for everybody. Cause I mean, yeah. I know
1: people that have been married for like, you know, 20
0: years or, or plus mm-hmm. and don't have kids and shit. And they, they make that agreement. I think it's a matter of like, Man, communication is important as fuck. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. But, man, there's so many things, especially with myself and unpacking who I am as a person. I'm really impulsive. Yeah. And I make really rash decisions. And I don't think things through. And I'm reckless and irresponsible. And I do whatever I want to do in the moment. And I kind of just been living my life flying by the seat of my pants, and you know I, what's
0: scary though yeah.
1: is that you're conscious of all this shit. Oh yeah, <laughs>
0: oh yeah. And I'm I'm curious, like being because because I mean you sound self-aware as fuck. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do
1: you how do you pull yourself out of that loop? Um, by staying busy. Yeah. Staying busy, having projects, working on things. My mind needs to be active yeah, and engaged fully. And, uh, I mean, throughout, when confronted with, okay, let's rewind. Um, you can cut this part off while I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. Okay. Uh, I really need to start paying to astrology signs a lot more. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I was gonna ask you what's your sign. I'm a Virgo. Ooh. Woo. See,
0: and that's the that's the reaction that I always Ooh, hear. Woo. I always hear that reaction. No, my sister my sister's a Virgo, my best friend is a Virgo, mm-hmm. but and my, my my first ex was a Virgo and my last and I won't say by ex, but my first partner was a Virgo, and my mm-hmm. last partner was a Virgo. Okay, okay. And okay. uh I got out of a relationship very fast. <laughs> right. Okay, okay. <laughs> Y'all are great friends, great great siblings but partners for me not so much okay what was her sign
1: well what's yours mine is libra okay uh one of my best friends is a libra uh she was an aries okay okay (laughs) and and i'm realizing that like when those percentages are pretty on point they are Right. We had like 30% success rate. And that's exactly what happened. (laughs) That's just really. We didn't really pass the test in terms of compatibility. And we forced it. That's the thing. Yeah. I always felt like a lot of the theme of our relationship is we could beat the odds. Yeah. If we just believed. Damn. And in the end, it was that pressure that kind of got us into the the toxic cycle in general. Yeah. And because being a Virgo, yes, I'm critical, right? Yes. I'm critical. Yes. I like things done in a certain way. Yes. I feel I'm a perfectionist, even though I'm also really sloppy. Um, and, uh, I project a lot of whatever my thing is onto whoever I'm emotionally connected to. Yeah. And, uh, it's getting, seeing all the mistakes that I made in this, in my marriage, I realized I could have just chilled the fuck out and just let her talk, but I could not at all just be continuously shamed for my cheating. Yeah. It became a point where it was like, that was in, no matter what the conversation was, if it turned into an argument, it would immediately go to that. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: you said the reason you married her was because of the guilt you
1: felt. So how it happened, um, we got into a fight. Uh, I found out she was talking to somebody else, I think. And I told her that I found things. And uh, stupidly, I left my laptop at her house. And she went through my laptop afterwards and found a bunch of old messages that I thought I deleted Damn. off my phone. Because at that point, I was done with cheating. I didn't do any. Yeah. And it all came out. And she lost her mind and ended up having to be checked in, so to speak. Wow. And wow. Uh, I was devastated because I thought I left it all behind. Yeah. You know? And so, uh, when she came, when she got out and I saw her for the first time, something died in there and I felt wholly responsible for it. Damn. And, uh, I went to her apartment and for about five hours, she went through every DM, every text message. And I told her everything. I told her every single thing, my whole history about it, uh, who, wh- what my thoughts were during the process, the days, the times, everything, who they were. And I was completely honest with her. And then I stood up to leave and grab my stuff, and uh, she said, wait, just stay with me a little longer. And I was like, well, what do you want from me? And she took like a, a moment and she was like, more commitment. And this is a moment in time. This is the moment in time that I don't, I didn't even feel like I said this. It was like a third person said this. Because I heard the words, so would you marry me? Come out of my mouth. Come out of my mouth at that moment. And she looked at me dead in my eyes and was like, Yes. What the fuck? And then I said that <laughs> in my what head. What the fuck? And I said what? And she said yes. And I was like, right now? She was like yes. And I was like, you want to go to Vegas? And She was like yes. It's like let's get the dogs. Let's go to Vegas. And we drove to <laughs> Las- We drove to Las Vegas at two in the morning, and went to Caesar's Palace and checked in and called a few wedding chapels and we found there was a guy who would come to us. Wow. And we got married in the front of Caesar's Palace across the street from where my parents met at Bally's Casino October 24th, 2020 at around 7 p.m. I bought a white shirt from H&M We were in our sneakers and we bought bow ties for our two dogs. Yeah. So they were our bridesmaids. And we got married. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I think the happiest I have ever been in my life was about the first three months. Yeah. Of that marriage. I think that. We truly loved each other for those couple of months. Yeah. Where it felt really honest and pure, and we were doing the work to be something. And then. Again, I do stupid shit. I do stupid shit. Sounds like it. That's stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I could just never, I could just never. It was always something new. Yeah, right? it was always something. And a big thing, a flashpoint, was me liking other girls' Instagram pictures. Mm. Which is crazy because mm. half, half the people I was cheating on her with were even on my Instagram. Which is <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> what? You think I'm going to just leave that around? So, like, that's insane. Um, see talking about it it is insane yeah and i'm trying to figure out who i am because i have this self awareness you very much so do but but it's the it's the culmination of my choices that matter right it's actions and not just me thinking about it and what is that thing that allows me to have that disconnect because of total of course it's like it's just there it's things just happen you know, things just happen, opportunities are there, and I just kind of roll with it. And
0: something that I think to ask you is, like, what What are you looking for? And Not even from marriage, but just from life. Like, what are you looking for? Because it sounds like you you are ad- addicted to a feeling, possibly, or the chase of a feeling. Because, like, just to just say you want to get married and it just drive to Vegas is like what the fuck that's Mm -hmm. very impulsive yeah and it's like what
1: what is it Uh, I'm going to say this since my separation I have done some very deep soul searching yeah I have completely evaluated what that feeling was Yeah, And it's cortisol. What's that? It's a hormone that causes fight or flight. Mm. I've had it since I was a child. Mm -hmm. Um, When I used to get in trouble when I was a child, my mother, in particular, uh, was a big lecturer. Mm -hmm. And I always felt I deserved it, right? No matter what it was, I always felt I deserved it. And... My ex kind of has that same trait. Yeah. And so I felt like I was in a pattern of hi- always having to hide something. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's it's been uh, come, come, finding out who I was versus what I'm thinking about now, it was i i I was in lizard brain, yeah, most of the time. I was in survival mode, yeah, it was always when is the next argument argument coming around the corner, and whether or not it was caused by my actions or not, to be in that position of being in that childhood self of being yelled at for doing something wrong was constant, yeah, and that
0: makes me want to ask you, how are you healing? not only from this relationship but just from the shit you experienced in your
1: in your time of growing up, you know what i mean? Well, uh i throw myself into my work. Yeah. And the satisfaction of finishing a project uh keeps me going. Yeah. Right? The the a new show on the horizon i have to prepare for, right? Yeah. Uh, A new gig that I have to get ready for. My friends and me were writing sketches. I mean, during the pandemic, uh, shit, like, uh, handling this volatile relationship, I uh, did, like, two music videos, uh, made two comedy rap albums, uh, created an entire miniseries, did sketches weekly, Yeah, and I was able to garner so many people. I I did podcasts. But During the pandemic, we were doing shows right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shit, I went to a comedy show over there Mm -hmm. uh, not too long ago, maybe like a week or two ago. The pandemic really kind of made me explore everything that I ever wanted to do in comedy because the field was a little bit more clear. Yeah. You know, a lot of people were staying inside. I refused. Yeah. I had to be out. Yeah. But, I mean, outside of
0: your work, Mm -hmm. because, I mean, you know, just us being creatives, it's easy to just dive into your work Mm -hmm. and be immersed in that but you know when it all slows down like you know how is Brennan tapped into Brennan you know what I mean like how are you connecting with yourself because like your work is an extension of you Mm -hmm. but it's not fully who you are if that makes sense Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, because your
0: work is not who's in these relationships you know
1: what I mean Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Um, I do a lot of reading. Yeah, okay. I do a lot of reading, and I do a lot of staring into space. Yeah. And... I don't know what it means to feel fully at rest. Mm. Unless I'm completely unconscious. Yeah. And with that kind of being my mo right just my op I operate at like five rpms just my brain just works that fast I can't stop it it's just what it does yeah and um I started listening to a lot of binaural beats okay I've been trying to do that it's probably my main soundtrack is trying to figure out what that means how do I get my brain waves in alignment yeah right? um you ever tried therapy oh let's i'll get into this okay okay i'll get into this you had just opened up a can of worms yeah okay (laughs) i have been through four therapists wow uh since the pandemic wow and uh they all left for private practice wow so i have abandonment issues on top Mm. of (laughs) everything and so i've always had to retell this same story I've always had to keep gumming back to why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. And it's always catching the therapist up. Yeah. Right? And, uh, you know, and I feel like therapy is somewhat overrated. Because a therapist is just is a friend that you pay to not have an opinion.
0: <laughs> I, so I, I do understand what you're saying. And uh, I don't know if I consider that person a friend mm-hmm. because I know that I'm paying you. Mm-hmm. So I understand that what I'm saying has zero to fucking do with you. Mm-hmm. Meaning the therapist, mm-hmm. because with a friend, at least for me, mm-hmm. I don't like to unload on my friends mm-hmm. because I know they have their own shit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But with this person, I don't give a fuck about their feelings. Mm-hmm. None of that shit. So mm-hmm. I unload mm-hmm. and I'm not, like, for me, I'm not looking for anything from the therapist. I'm not looking for them to give me any advice or tell me anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just got to hear my shit out loud mm-hmm. so that I can hear that shit, process that shit, and either dive deeper into it or, like, remove it, you mm-hmm. know? Because sometimes you may say something out loud, and that shit might not make no sense at all. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like, you you seem like a pretty conscious, self-aware person, so, mm-hmm. like, hearing some of that shit out loud... Mm-hmm. It might make you say, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. You know?
1: Uh, I smoke cigarettes, right? Yeah. I smoke cigarettes. And uh, it's interesting when you're out and about, you meet somebody random yeah. on the street. And I'll just start saying some shit to people. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll do street therapy. Right? Yeah. I'll yeah. just surprise somebody in their day, just kind of like this, being yeah. like, you want to hear what I'm going through? And it's just... Hey how, how's your day going? I'll be like awful. I'll just yeah. immediately <laughs> I'll just immediately unload on the most random person. Yeah. And I always find it very entertaining cuz for me I need to find the funny. I need to find out why my life is so funny. Is comedy therapeutic for you? I realized that you cannot do that. Mm. Because the audience, if it's an audience, it's different than me just, you know, verbally <laughs> verbally dumping on people that I yeah, been. <clears throat> But <clears throat> for an audience, you have to curate what you want to say in a way that they can enjoy your performance. Yeah. Right? Uh, some of my funniest material, I think, is when I, I, I am honest, but it's because I thought about it. Mm. You know, when it comes to uh, the street therapy idea, I mean, I say some wild shit sometimes, but like, you know, uh, getting it into an audience format, it's like, oh, this person is unhinged. Like, that's different, you know? Uh, Comedy is therapy only works if you get the laugh, Mm. you know, because if you're just going up there and saying stuff just for your own benefit, the audience is going to know. Okay. That makes sense.
0: That makes sense. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting to me how how funny comedians can be, but how dark a lot of your lives can be.
1: Yeah, that's the whole the the masks, right? The masks of happiness and sadness, and you just you just put it on because it's entertaining. You, yeah, you're you're there to give yourself to people. Yeah. Right. Whatever this need is, is to be the center of attention. You're giving your energy away constantly. Yeah. And uh, when Robin Williams died, I kind of just was like, yeah, that was that was probably what he wanted to do. Damn. He, he was thinking about it for a long time. You know, when uh, Jack Knight, who recently just passed, like he made it to the top, man. And he didn't want to get old. Damn, that's what I'm assuming. Do you want to get old? Uh, while well, doing this, well, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I haven't. I figure my marriage shaved off about ten years of my life. Damn, already. Damn. Mm-hmm. And also, it's a—it's it, kind of a weird macabre idealism to think of, you know, a limited lifespan being. Like, I want to pack as much as I can into this life. You yeah. Know? And uh, the phrase, being here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. You know? And um, very fatalistic. Yeah. But I don't know how to, to to grow old together and be that couple at Denny's, sitting there and being, just cutting toast. Like, I don't <laughs> know if I was ever, if I'm cut out for that. Yeah. You know?
3: It's James Woods, a.k.a. That yoga dude would feel free to feel free. That yoga dude, James Woods, some random guy, whoever I am, (sighs) I'm fully being it. Fully being yourself. Open, honest, authentic with who you are. It's not always easy, but it's always rewarding. To make it a little bit easier, let's take a couple of deep breaths and really breathe into the amazing person that you are. The physical, the mental, the spiritual, all gets connected with the breath. Each and every breath is an act of appreciation for exactly who you are in exactly that moment. On the count of three, we'll relax the shoulders. Soften the eyes. Relax the hands. One, two, three. Deep breath in. Breathe in. And a slow, long exhale. Deep breath in all the way into your belly, your back. Long exhale, shoulders relax, belly, deep inhale here, feel the oxygen come all the way up into your brain, your belly, your back, breathe, breathe, Then just open your mouth and exhale, let it all out, make it easy being you. Your amazing, authentic self. And as always, feel free to feel free. And namaste. Peace.
0: What is your biggest lesson that you learned? Like just in your marriage and going through a divorce. What's the biggest lesson
1: you learned during this time? I don't think I'll ever betray the trust of a partner ever again. I think I figured out what the value of that is. And it came to me reflecting on it because I had a friend uh, maybe two years prior to my marriage who was like, if you cheat, don't stay. Mm. Because they'll never let it go. Yeah. If you cheat, don't stay. And uh, during my marriage, I used to investigate uh, Reddit a lot. Yeah. And I found this Reddit called uh, As One After Infidelity. Right. And this was couples and people and marriage. People. Trying to figure out what it was like after the destruction. Yeah, after D Day is what they call it when they find out. Yeah, what is the motions that happen after D Day? And for a lot of it, it's not successful. A lot yeah. of the posts, people are fed up. A lot of the posts, people. The magic, the magic of a relationship is over once you break that trust. Damn. And so it's really important for me, to be as transparent as possible in my relationships, and I am just so ashamed and sorry about how much I hurt my ex-wife and I have I've had to reflect on that this entire separation. Yeah. I've had to sit with that knowing that she carries that damage with her every day. Yeah. And I'm responsible for that. Yeah. And,
0: you know, cause I, I do understand what you're saying, but I also would like to know how do you move past that? Because I mean, I also don't like. Yes, you did it, mm-hmm. but I don't think that you're supposed to
1: live in guilt forever. Oh no, and that's kind of why I'm on here. Yeah, you know, as a as a way to just say a farewell to that chapter of my life, um, and just try to walk in walk with integrity. Yeah. And if I can do that, I feel like the hurt that I experience will some will dissipate over time. Yeah. Like I have to remember this as a moment, be, as a core memory. Uh, so I don't repeat the same mistakes again.
0: That's real. Um, what advice would you give to people? Don't that... cheat.
1: <laughs> don't do it.
3: <laughs> just
1: leave. Just if you're not happy, just leave. Don't yeah. hide anything. Yeah. Just it's just be done. Because once you step outside the bounds of that trust, the magic is gone. Yeah. If you get caught, whatever, it doesn't matter the circumstances, everything will come out eventually. And if it doesn't, you're a sneaky piece of shit. You know? That's real.
0: It's real. So now I want to take us into our next segment. Mm -hmm. Um, It is called Ask Me a Question. Sure. And I gave our listeners an opportunity to send in some questions for you. Mm -hmm. And the first question came from Crenshaw Kind of Funny.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he asked, "Did your comedy play any role in your divorce?"
1: My ex was also an aspiring comedian. Oh shit! And uh, we ran an open mic together and a few shows together. Damn. Yeah, and we fought about those things too. And so, and my my question to that is, do y'all still run into each other like on no, the scene? No, she's done. Okay. For as far as I know, she's done. Okay. I refuse to quit. Yeah. Regardless of what uh, the circumstances in our relationship, my comedy is separate from my relationship. Yeah. Um, No, it's been I've been doing it way too long to feel like I have to give up on that dream. Yeah. Right. So, uh, (sighs) the role of my comp, we used to we used to have jokes about each other. That was fun. We used to we used to put all of our dysfunctionality on stage. Yeah. And try to make jokes out of it. Because that was a way for us to cope.
2: Yeah, you know.
1: Um, I mean, I would, I would just go up there and be like, "Yeah, old ball and chain," you know, like yeah. the same shit. Shoot, thank
0: you, Crenshaw, for that question. Thank you, Crenshaw. Um, our next question comes from All That and a Bag of Chips, mm-hmm. and the question is: What advice would you give to someone navigating dating someone who's going through a divorce?
1: Uh, to be gentle. Yeah. Uh, also, why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the person, the divorce is interesting. Uh, hey, what's up, dude? I don't know. Yeah. It's called yeah. The
0: Art of Letting Go. Check it out.
1: Yeah. Uh, advice to give someone who's going through a divorce or dating somebody who's going through a divorce yeah. is to. Let them be who they are. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I've tried dating. I've tried dating, and I knew I wasn't ready at the time. Uh, but I've met someone new since then. And, uh, you know, it's, it's gentleness, I yeah. think, is the best way. And uh, giving space for whatever they're going through, especially if the divorce is messy. Yeah, right? And supporting that person. Um, because they're starting a new chapter of yeah. their life. You know? And another question I have to add to that mm-hmm. is uh,
0: being that you know that you kind of have that pattern of jumping into relationships, mm-hmm. what
1: what are you doing differently this time around? Uh, transparency yeah. is big. Uh, n- not cheating is big. Yeah. Actually, not even thinking about other people yeah is big yeah and uh, I think something broke in me which was a good thing yeah it was a good thing because reeling from separation and the devastating effects of my own you know choices and reevaluating them has like, you just realize who you are as a person. You know, you can't, you can't think of yourself as a broken person. You always have to think of yourself as a work in progress. Yeah. Right? I'm not broken. I'm just a little rusty. Yeah. Right? Got to just get a little tune up. Right? Yeah. And once I started thinking about that, of being a work in progress, I allowed myself to feel the mistakes. Yeah. Instead of trying to hide them and uh, brush them aside, I've allowed myself just to sit with them and uh, I think that's that okay mm-hmm.
0: and my last question damn and thank you all that bag of chips for that question yeah. I think the last question was from Senor Gomez I okay. think and if not I'm sorry if I got that wrong uh, but the question was how do you get over Um, I guess like the I, I think it was like the failure of the fa- the fulfillment of The failure of the fulfillment of. The fulfillment of the idea of the relationship that you desired. So, like, you build this idea of the future and the future fails. So how do you get over that? Time. Yeah.
1: Time. There's no way else to put it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. The thoughts will reoccur. Yeah. Everything will come back again and bite you and everything... You'll, you'll feel it all over again, like even if it was the first day, some yeah. days, months out of the way, years away, you'll feel it again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, memori- memories are interesting uh, because they only they're only in your own head, you know. And the separation of reality from what's inside your head to what you deal with in front of you, you just have to let more memories build on top of that. Yeah. You know, so it's probably seeking more happier experiences and building better connections with the people around you and who love you uh, and getting support. And, like, I mean, I I thank God for my friends who, like, know how big of a piece of shit I am and weren't surprised at all. Yeah. They weren't surprised when I got married and they weren't surprised when I got (laughs) divorced. Right. (laughs) And I love just the fact that my friends have been so unconditional with me. Yeah. And... It's just, you just have to have those people. You have to have a community behind you. For sure. My fam- my family didn't even bat an eye. Yeah. Dad, no idea. Yeah.
0: That's real. And now our last segment, mm-hmm. which is five questions of freedom. Mm. And this is sponsored by Feel Free to Feel Free. And you can answer these questions any way that you like. Some of them are this or that. Some of them are just questions for you to answer. But the first question is, stand up or sketches? Stand up. Okay.
1: Second question. How do you see yourself today? Tired. I woke up from a nap about 45 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) And then hauled ass over here to make sure I was on time. Man, I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah. Uh,
0: My third question is If you weren't a comedian And you weren't a teacher What would you be doing
1: I don't know I've been i prepared most of my whole life To do both Wow I've been teaching I've been teaching for 15 years And doing comedy for 13 14 now I don't think I know what I would be doing If I wasn't doing this That's awesome Mm -hmm. That's really dope
0: um, what is one piece of advice that you would give to your
1: younger self? Don't cheat. <laughs> no, really no, like, uh piece to my younger self, slow down. Slow down. Slow the fuck down. But just focus on one thing at a time, man. Just fo- one thing at a time. You don't have to stretch yourself so thin. I've put myself so far into so many projects at the same time thinking I didn't have a choice in it. I would just agree to things because people needed me to do things. And, uh, you, you can't do everything all at the same time. Yeah. And I just wish I could have told my younger self that pick one thing and just, and you'll be fine. Don't think you have to have so much pressure on you. Uh. That's what's up. And the last question
0: of this segment is what is a reminder that you would give to your future self Hmm.
3: Hmm.
1: is what you're doing honest Mm. is what how are you living honestly
0: man Man, Brennan, mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming thank on the you, show. Man. Thank you, man. Uh, I hope to stay connected with you. Sure. This is really dope. Thank you, sir. Uh, can you let the people know where they can find you?
1: Uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Brennan Weeks, B-R-I-N-A-N-W-E-E-K-S. That's what's up. Man, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank y'all for listening. Mm-hmm.
0: This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go.
1: Thank you. Peace.
0: Peace. Thank y'all for tuning into this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. Also, rate it, review it, let people know what you think. Let me know what you think. I love to get feedback from y'all because I want to make the best show for all of us. Also, if you would like to further support the show, you can go to www.theartoflettinggopodcast.com where you can find merch. We got a Patreon. Also, my podcasting course, uh, how to create a dope podcast and stay consistent will be available uh, Friday. So if you listen to this on Wednesday, it'll be available Friday. But if you listen to it any day after that, it'll live on the Art of Letting Go dot com. Also, man, I love to hear from y'all. I love to get questions from y'all for the guests. Please hit me up. It could be a DM. It could be a text. It could be a smoke signal. Um, we got a phone line where you could call me or you could go to the website, ask us a question from me and a guest. We love to hear from y'all. If you would like to be a guest, you can go to the Art of Letting Go podcast, uh, com. Got a little distracted. Sorry. But yeah, you can go to the Art of Letting Go hit us up. You know, I appreciate y'all for listening to this podcast. And you know, till the next episode. Peace.